Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And we uh, we have a great show today, because I think it's going to be timely. Yeah. You think timely is the word for I it? I think timely it probably is the perfect word for We're it. We're going to take something written 2,000 years ago and essentially apply it to today. What does that sound like? Scripture. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everyone always, you know, I, I just, I sometimes I marvel at how uh, certainly prophetic the Word of God is, yeah. right? And how uh, applicable to uh, every day. It's why we read uh, from Scripture at Mass every day, why our Liturgy of the Hours contains Scripture every day. Uh, because it's 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 there. Uh, it's it's literally the, the the revelation of God, and it's meant for our consumption, so that we uh, we know what to do, right? right? So it's not just simply an instruction manual. There's some beautiful stuff in there. We just wanted to highlight uh, uh, just one little piece of scripture, uh, and it's Saint Paul's. Um, uh, letter to the Ephesians, mm. and um, and and so I want I want to read the uh, most of the uh, the sixth chapter of that letter, and we're going to use that as um, uh, just to, to start our conversation here and kind of go into it. Um, so Saint Paul says, starting at verse ten of chapter six, he says, "Finally, draw your strength from the Lord and from His mighty power. Put on the armor of God, so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil." For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, and with the world, the world rulers of this present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. Therefore, put on the armor of God that you may be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to hold your ground. So stand fast with, fast with your loins girded in truth, clothed with righteousness as a breastplate, and your feet shod in readiness for the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, hold faith as a shield to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ooh, there's some powerful stuff there. I love it, <clears throat> and I wanted, and I really wanted to, I, I wanted to just highlight uh, that uh, and and talk about what we're what we're doing. And I, I think that all of us listening right now <clears throat> would readily agree that. Uh, that we we're living in some uh, pretty challenging times, yeah. And I and I, and I think uh, probably uh, most times always said, "Oh, my times are more challenging than than the past." And it seems like it's getting worse and worse. Maybe it is, uh, but I, I got to tell you, it is. It's just really getting kind of scary out there. Yeah, and it and, is. And I think that a lot of people uh, are looking for uh, likely scapegoats, right? And so it's it's the Republicans' fault. It's the Democrats' fault. It's it's the president's fault. It's the past president's fault. It's the speaker of the house. It's the keeper of the keys. It's the you know the guy down the street. It's it's the guy with the 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 pickup truck with the Trump flag in it. It's you know you can go down this list of all of the people and all of the, the the things that we perceive as the problems, and we see them as the enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not everybody. I'm just I'm just saying. No, that, but there's a lot of finger pointing. 
from all all angles, all both angles, sides, yeah. wherever. Uh, and 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 this is a great challenge. And I and and this is why I really think this particular scripture, uh, the sixth chapter of of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, really speaks to us today. Because I mean, essentially, he he points all the fingers in the right place, right at the devil. Yes, I mean, he basically says it's that guy. Our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the powers and principalities of hell. I mean, that's so powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like, okay, so we need to be aware of that. And, you know, and it, and it would be um, a depressing show if we ended right now, you know, and said, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's a horrible place. We live in a terrible, terrible world right now. It's dark and ugly, and the devil's doing all this stuff and got everybody divided. I mean, we're launching. Uh, you know, nuclear uh, words at each other, and we're trying to blow everybody else up. And and he's just sitting there eating popcorn and enjoying the show, right? He's created all this division, and and essentially, is all this stuff has happened. You know, and and it'd be depressing to think that's the way it ends. Well, and and I think it's also important to add that this is not just on the large scale with all the political stuff, uh, but also on the small scale, the drama mm-hmm. in the family, the drama at work, the drama between friends. Every source, every time there's drama, you can trust, you can count on the fact that the devil's sitting back eating popcorn because we're doing his work for yeah. it. When we get caught up in drama. And, you know, as you were speaking, Deacon Jeff, a thought occurred to me in terms of our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the powers and principalities of hell. What does that make, make like this person that I might be finding myself battling with? Yeah. What's a better way to kind of maybe characterize them? And what occurred to me as I was listening to you is that person is the battlefield. You know, that the devil is trying to win that person, and I'm the battlefield, too. The devil's trying to win me, too. And if we shift our focus on fighting the devil, and we're really trying to win, you know, help win the battlefield against the devil for each person, including ourselves, that's the way to break down the drama. But it's a spiritual war, and it's one that we also must recognize that we, too, get caught up yeah. in that negativity. No, I 100% agree with that. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, and, it, and we need to open our eyes and realize uh, that, again, our battle is not with the other human beings on the yeah. on the planet. Right. I mean, in fact, probably the worst thing the devil could ever the worst thing that could ever happen to the devil is that he would see that we would get along right or that we would work together or that we would we would we would solve our our problems and and rectify the divisions and the differences and 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 do things in in peace and love that's that's the worst that's the the the, the most we can do against the devil or, it, or to more fight damaging or to fight for each other instead of fight each other yeah amen so but that's not easy. And again, yeah. it would be a depressing show if we ended now because we really don't have a recipe for, yeah. uh, you know, for, for fixing all this. But I, I will tell you that uh, one of the things I love about Ephesians 6 here um, is it tells us what we need. I mean, it tells us everything that we need. And, and they're listed, and I'll just go through them again. Let's see. You got your che- everybody get your checklist out. Yes. Right? And so uh, we, got, we got several things on there. We got seven different things on there. We have the armor of God. We have the belt of truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness. We have feet shod in readiness. We have the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And it's like, it seems to me that if I'm going into battle, if I've got those things, I'm thinking I got what I need. Right. And, and I, I think all of us need to realize that the Lord is, is 
preparing us and has prepared us honestly for battle with the devil with yeah. spiritual warfare we, we we this is what saint paul's telling us we are prepared now theologically we're prepared basically with our baptism right i mean that's that's where everything started and we were infused and in, uh, that his grace his divine uh love mercy divine life was poured into us right at our baptism and all that stuff's there and St. Paul is saying, like, look, you actually have been, uh, you've, been you've, you've got the armor of God. You've got all of these things. And, and as long as you understand where you're supposed to be um, taking note or taking notice, that's the, that's the problem that we have today. Well, and understanding what the armor is in a, in a relatable, understandable way and what these weapons are, uh, like the sword of the spirit. And so far as, you know, if, if, if you, there's a reason that the military takes you through, through training. Right. I mean, they don't just send you to the battlefield and just hand you uh, say like, here, uh, put this on and uh, fight with this. And uh, you've never handled a a gun. And all of a sudden you have an AK-47 and they throw you some bullets. Figure it out and fire. Yeah. And and then also they're not going to hand you like um, a wearing blender and say, (laughs) go defend yourself. You know, there are specific tools for specific jobs. Right. Yeah. Um, And so let's let's kind of let's go through this list of of things and and, and talk a little bit about each of these things. First of all, armor of God. That's kind of like a that's a big image, though. Like that's all these other things that we're going to list. Sure. But we'll call it the armor of God. And and the thing that I would focus on there myself, you may have some thoughts, um, is that this is the armor of God. This is not the armor of the devil. It's also not the armor of man. Yeah. Right. So we, I, I love the very first line uh, in in, uh, in Ephesians chapter six that we read, uh, verse ten, where it says, "Finally, draw your strength from the Lord and from His mighty power." Yes. So this is the Lord's mighty power. So the armor of God essentially uh, enshrines you, shrouds you, uh, covers you. In his mighty power. And gives you the power to fight with his power. That's it, right? So yes. you are now like an extension of the Lord when it comes to fighting. Yes. That's pretty powerful. That's very powerful because at the end of the day, we don't need to be relying upon ourselves. We need to be that relying upon God. just gets me in trouble, God. by the way. <laughs> oh, God. usually means I'm going to confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so that's the armor of God. So that's sort of a, we'll say that sort of in a, in a generality kind of thing. It's, hey, good thing I got the armor of God. You know? Right. Um, but the the belt of truth, like your loins girded in truth, right, is what the scriptures say. But this belt of truth, um, wh- what's that all about? Well, I've heard somebody say that the reason the the, the belt of truth is important is. It's the thing that holds the whole armor together, basically. That you you have to. Uh, we are called to be consecrated in the truth. That's what Jesus. Uh, that was part of his prayer. Uh, over the apostles, which by extension was over all of us, right. you know, let them be consecrated in the truth. And that's the thing that uh, holds uh, the, our faith together. The fact that it's true. You know, yeah. it's not just a set of ideas. It is true. And truth is a person. It's Jesus Christ. You know, and if we're not rooted in that, we're not grounded <clears throat> in that to recognize that this is truth here. And if we also think about the alternative who are we up against? The father of lies. Yes. You know, we need to make sure that our armor is being held together by a recognition that what we profess, what we believe, what we seek to live by is not just some sort of set of rituals. Right. It is, the, it is truth itself. So, uh, I, I, and I'll take it a little further. 
um, looking at the scripture itself, loins girded in truth. So I would also say that like when you gird your loins, I mean, your loins are going to be the soft spots. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, uh, and, and girding them is to protect your soft spots, your weak points, the, pl- the places where one sword strike, right? And your loins are typically the midsection, right? And so, some of the temptations and some of the, the, the ways the devil works at us, right, is to, is to tell us lies about our loins and about how we, I mean, I just want to be, yes. it yeah. sounds a little graphic and I apologize, about, but it's like, this is why truth is so important, Understanding the body and how it works, and 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 seeing life and love in a in a in a state of grace, and understanding what it, what that's all about, and about beauty and about goodness, uh, and that which is sacred, and and that's why girding your loins in truth is a powerful way also to fight the devil. And, and I think it's important uh, since the, the the scripture specifically says girding your loins. You know, some of people might be like, "What does that mean?" And like we all see the the the, the folks who are wearing tunics. You know, yeah. we see. Uh, you know, people from ancient times, what they would do for war, but also for like work. Okay. So like if you're doing hard work out in a field, you would also gird your loins and literally it's a specific way. It's a very efficient way of lifting your tunic up and tying, tying it, it up. up. Right. So you don't trip over your own tunic. <laughs> so you don't trip over your own tunic. Right. But it also allows you to be nimble. It allows you to not fall over yourself. Yeah. And so if you think about that, like basically the truth gives us we're moving in truth you know the truth gives us that ability to move to not trip over ourselves yeah i mean we've all said if you tell lies you you're going to trip over your lies it's hard to keep track of lies yes yeah amen so there's lots to that uh this this belt of truth there's a lot to a lot there the other thing another thing that um, saint paul mentions is the breastplate of righteousness oh yeah you know and your breastplate covers your heart your 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 chest you know, which the fatal blow to the to the heart or or whatever, and this breastplate is going to keep the devil from piercing your heart. Uh, but you're going to essentially live in righteousness. Now, you, you've you ever seen the person that like uh, you know, and pride is the wrong word, but who who stands tall, right? In what in what they know to be true uh, and good and righteous righteousness, right? And 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 essentially they 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 puff their chest out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this, the, I see this person with this big chest, right? Sure. It's, and so, in terms of like a, a soldier there with their breastplate. Yep. Right. And in, in this, just like you, you aren't piercing this heart. Well, the other thing I think is is important here is if you look at the language of uh, the ancient Bible, justice and righteousness are go one and the same. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's a just man. He's a righteous man. And if you look at the, you know, because so righteous. You know, we just sort of generally have an idea of, okay, he's approved as being a virtuous, righteous person, right? Yeah. But if you if you look at justice, then the, the, the catechism gives us a more concrete understanding of what justice is. It's duty to God and others. If you're a just person, you're fulfilling your, your duty to God and to others. And one of the things that I think is important is, you know, and, and listen, I, I think it's important, it's prudent to make sure that we look after ourselves as well. It is important. But I think as a matter of justice, I think it's relevant that the ancient definition within the church doesn't talk about, you got to look after yourself. It's talking about 
minding God and minding others. And if I'm fulfilling my duties to God, and if I'm, you know, I think part of it is if I'm fulfilling my duties to others and I'm fulfilling my duties to God, God, as you were going to say, uh, as you were saying earlier, is going to be my protection. Yes. Right. And so um, if we're, if we're focused in that, and so if we're wearing this, this breastplate of justice, if we think of it as breastplate of justice uh, for a second, instead of using the word righteousness, then I'm not letting my own self concern kind of break through into my heart and let it weed its way through yeah. you know the various interests in my life I'm focused on serving fulfilling my duty to God and to others and trusting that God is going to take care of me amen amen and also just a note a breastplate is not a weapon right right it's defense yeah right so so living in justice and in righteousness essentially is is defense of your of yourself yes uh, of all that is good and you were created by God to be good so so that's a that's a beautiful image there this breastplate of righteousness uh, and then of course we have the feet shod in readiness yeah like so uh you've got your uh, uh your tennis shoes on and you're ready to move duck and move and you can you know you're spry and light on your feet <laughs> who right? knew that new balance was a part of paul's uh, yeah, exactly. letter to the ephesians uh he actually they took they took new balance out because uh the church said we can't endorse any particular sneaker they're, they're not going to be an official sponsor of the church <laughs> exactly we, we welcome them to be an official sponsor of catholic, oh, cafe. The catholic cafe would welcome a sneaker <laughs> we we want a sneaker uh endorsement but all that aside uh, what does it mean to have your 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 feet shod in readiness? Well, it goes back to also what we were talking about before in terms of you've got your your it's, it's your feet shod in readiness for the spread of the gospel, right? Gospel of peace for the gospel of peace. And so, if we think about that, we can connect that to if I'm girding my loins in truth, there's there's freedom of movement there. Yeah, and then at that point, my you know, but what good is that freedom of movement if I'm not going to make you're barefoot. use of it? If, if, you're, if you're barefoot, if too, you're barefoot, yes. you have nothing on your feet. You, you you have no way of moving across the rocky soil, which is the world we live in right it, it can it can be a challenge and so the idea that your feet are are covered protected yes allow you to be mobile to because you know what honestly we're a missionary church and yep. our church is not in our pew right our church is outside the pew outside the building it's out in the mission field and so as you mentioned the other people are the battlefield as well it's yeah. like they're not the 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 person we're fighting right and and so we need to take this this message of peace of of uh, joy of mercy um, righteousness faith all these things we take this out we have to be ready to go ready to, we have to be mobile yes and so that's why we need to have our feet shod in readiness amen for the gospel of peace so and then also this shield of faith yeah yeah I love the shield of faith so I'm I'm thinking like you know if, if only like uh, Captain America had a shield of faith, he had a pretty good shield. <laughs> he had a pretty good shield. It was pretty good shield. But uh, uh, the shield of faith is one that I would think that like as part of the armor of God, that's that's a really nice thing to have. Well, the thing that's cool here is it, it with the shield of faith, it gives a specific purpose. It says to to deal with the fiery arrows of the enemy. Oh, because he's going to keep shooting them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, it has to do with. You are. We are a people who are walking in faith. You know, uh, Saint John on the Cross. He he gives a definition of faith, um, where basically our our light, our eyes are. We're having a. We're walking through a dark night. Is part of the definition of, of faith for Saint John on the Cross, and it's because our eyes are blinded by just the grandeur and power of God, and we are following Him, but we are following Him in darkness, not knowing 
where he's leading us because that's not for us to know. Right. But we're stepping through. And so the devil's going to try and come through. He's going to come up with all these anxieties of, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, right. and try to, uh, or, ooh, you're not equipped. You can't yeah. do this. All these various things that's, that is going to try to stop us for making good on our our feet shod and readiness for the gospel, our, our, our uh, loins girded, we're ready to move. The devil wants us to stay right where we are. The devil wants us paralyzed. And the shield of faith allows us to defend against that and say, no, I am walking. The Lord himself is my shepherd. Whom shall I fear? He is my light and my salvation. Yeah, and so this this shield of faith, I, I see two, two images here. <clears throat> One is that the doctrine, the, the revelation of God, the teachings of the church, this is our faith, and this will protect us. If we live yes. in this, this shield can be wielded, and it'll, it'll knock down the fiery arrows, right, that right. continue to pummel us. But there's also that aspect you were just mentioning, this idea of being in darkness, mm-hmm. blinded by the light, as it were, yeah. right? But walking in that light, but still in darkness, and we don't know where we're going. Right. We trust and we love God. So if you've ever thought about, like, I'm just, I'm doing this in faith, Yes. Right? We walk by faith. I don't know what heaven looks like. I don't, I don't know what befalls me, what's coming right to, to even tomorrow. Right. But I do this in faith. So that, that second aspect is like we hold this shield yeah. up you know, happily and joyfully to say, I don't know where I'm going. I just know who I'm following. Right. And, and, this, and that gives me strength. Yes. And the devil hates that. I hates that. Yeah, he absolutely hates it. So let's talk about the helmet of salvation. Whoo! Yeah, so yeah. So like the only way to kill a zombie, yeah, right, is a, 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 something to the head, right? I mean, just like you, that's how you kill the zombie. Same for a Highlander. You yeah, know. well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the point is uh this helmet of salvation. Yeah. Uh y- y- the idea that we would uh, you know, what tops off our 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 uniform. Right. Our battle ready uh, you know, accoutrement uh, is this helmet that just speaks uh, that my head is covered by salvation. Right. It's amazing. Like, well, the the, the thought that occurs to me, actually, um, I was very deeply moved years ago when I was reading the divine, the divine intimacy is a, it's a wonderful uh, Carmelite uh, devotional. And in it, there was a reflection on the various gifts of the Holy Spirit, and one of them is the gift of knowledge. Mm. And it blew my mind because I'd never heard this definition of knowledge before. But basically, that knowledge, the, if you're, the gift of knowledge is the gift to see things of the earth against the light of God and knowledge of who God is. Yeah. And, and, and I would, if you, if you, if you, you know, tie that to this helmet of salvation of, I'm going to look at the things of this earth and I'm going to process things through the through against the light of and it's going to be integrated with the knowledge that there is a God that he is love that he loves me that he's calling me to him. Yeah. And that that's the source of all meaning and value and goodness. Beautiful. You know, that's so that's what I would say is the helmet of of salvation. Amen. And I love the Carmelites. Oh, they're great. I especially like their apples, Carmelite apples <laughs> and their corn. Carmelite corn is really good too. Um, and so this last one I want to talk about uh, that St. Paul mentions is the sword of the spirit. And what I love about that is that like you aren't cutting anybody down. You mm-hmm. aren't. It's not your weapon. You didn't fashion it. So the, the one thing that's mentioned as a weapon here. Right. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Yes. And it's the Holy Spirit that is, is the great justice of the world and deals out justice. Yes. And it's the sword of the spirit that gives you strength. 
that is your power that 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 causes fear in in Satan's heart. Well, for me, you know, in prayer, and I, we've done prior shows about sort of praying in the spirit. I think it's very important that, that scripture is very clear about this. The catechism is very clear about this. That. You know, prayer is not just us sort of saying whatever comes to mind to God, you know, in the strictest sense. I mean, I'm not trying to say what is and what is not prayer, but prayer in the truest sense, when we're trying to define what it is. Yeah. It is God, it's an action by God. We are responding to a prompting by God, and we are, and we are working with God, and that what God desires to do is pray through us. He desires to incarnate himself in us. Jesus desires to incarnate himself in us by the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit desires to pray through us to our Heavenly Father. And so what I see this is, is if we're, you know, Paul says, uh, you know, elsewhere, he says, praying unceasingly in the Spirit. Yeah. So if we're praying unceasingly in the Spirit and we're in this battlefield and we're seeing that where the devil's trying to kick up drama, and if instead we are rooted in Christ and we are inviting God to speak in the Spirit in our prayer life over ourselves, over this battlefield, over the people who are over this drama, and we are inviting God to wage this war, to cast out in the name of Jesus the various evil spirits that are on the attack and trying to make war against God's peace and our life and the life of the human race. That, in my opinion, is the sword of the spirit. And that's so beautiful. I, and, and I agree 100%. I just want to, as a recap, when we're talking about the armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet shod in readiness, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. In all of this, understand that what's happening here in this spiritual war, this warfare, we're not shooting people. We're not killing people. We're not attacking people and taking hostages and whatever. What we're doing is we're praying. Yes. We're loving, right? And so the, the keys here are truth and righteousness and readiness and faith and salvation, prayer, love. These are the weapons that God wants us to yield, what are wield. These, this is how God wants us to wage or be in this war that the devil has tried unceasingly, you know, until the end of time to wage. And, and honestly, God's already won that battle, right? Jesus won that battle for us. And the, the sooner we recognize that and then we take part in that victory, the sooner we realize there really needs to be no more spiritual warfare, that we're called to be uh, uh, lovers, that we're called to be merciful, that we're called to be those that welcome others, welcome the stranger. And we do all this with a prayerful spirit, and that's going to change the world. Woo. Thank you, St. Paul. Thank, Thank you, you, Ziggy. All right? <laughs> Thank you, Dean let's, let's ask the Blessed Mother to, to be with us in this spiritual war. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.